you know, know how, how it goes. goes. Study hard. Finish uni. Graduate with your friends wearing a silly hat. Get a job and, and live, live happily, happily ever, ever after. Until, of course, there's a global pandemic and everything goes into lockdown. Will I ever graduate? Are there any jobs? What should I be doing? Will there be a summer? Join us. Two recent graduates. As we chat to experts to try and figure out what happens next. And attempt to kickstart our careers while in lockdown. Hello and welcome to episode five of My Career in Lockdown. Episode five, how have we made it here? <laughs> we hoped by this point, one of us really would have a job interview or maybe even a job and we could talk about the progress we've made. But unless you've got some secret news, Chloe, I haven't got one. Well, I haven't either, but you never know. I've had a few rejections this week, but it's got to the point now where I'm just happy to hear back from any. That's very <laughs> fair. I very nearly bought an ice cream van this week. Really? Because everyone loves ice cream and I looked at it. It was actually cheaper than my master's and ice cream is just recession proof isn't it there's no environment where someone doesn't want an ice cream i i completely I, I can get behind that i can agree if i get married i want an ice cream van at my wedding that would be really sweet <laughs> a free ice cream van so instead of an open bar it's an open ice cream van as well not instead <laughs> as well wow bougie wedding so i still can't get a job mike's thinking about starting his own business which is actually the topic of next week's episode but before we get to that, we thought we'd kind of talk a little bit about this week's episode, which is all about using social media and LinkedIn in particular. I hate social media, Chloe. Hate? Hate is such a strong word. I know, it's a word I use very rarely, but it's just, LinkedIn's the worst, isn't it? It's just full of people telling you how great their job is and how rewarding it is that they've met sales targets. And you know that's not what they're really thinking. It's really weird, isn't it? It, it definitely took me a while to get my head around what LinkedIn was actually for. Clearly, me and Chloe are not the best people to be given any advice on LinkedIn. So we thought we'd go to an expert. Today, we're joined by Chris Barnes. Chris, can you just tell us a bit about yourself, please? Yeah, of course. So I am an employability advisor with Careers and Employability at Cardiff. So my job involves helping students with their CVs, cover letters, generally kind of helping them out with getting jobs, really. What can we do creatively on social media to help us get more job interviews? Quite a few things, really. How, how have you been using it so far? Let's approach it that way. So mainly just LinkedIn, really. For me, that's very much like the only social media that I see as using to like try and get a job. But then there's some good Twitter accounts and like Twitter lists I've slowly been putting together as well to try and see more opportunities. Yeah. So obviously LinkedIn is probably like the number one. And then on terms of like Twitter and all that, like you said already, Chloe, making a list of like who you're interested in, whether that's like companies or um, individuals who sort of, especially in the kind of areas that you guys are interested in, like journalism and stuff, and sort of seeing where they can point you in the right direction as well. When it comes to reaching out to employers or individuals on social media, what's the best way to do that and reach out without kind of becoming annoying? Okay. Um, <laughs> I would say always have like a purpose for getting in touch with them. And I would try and do it through LinkedIn if you can, because if you're getting interactions on LinkedIn, that's kind of, you're in the right ballpark of why people are sort of encroaching on, on you asking you questions on that. Whereas if you're trying to do it on maybe Facebook or Instagram or something, that can be the equivalent, maybe on social media, turn up at their front door and being like, give me information about your job. Whereas with LinkedIn, they're kind of expecting it. And it's just about being polite and coming across 
as if you're interested and passionate about it because people do really enjoy talking about themselves. So don't just go in and say, tell me everything about your job. Maybe just better them up a little bit. Like, you know, I really like what I've seen you've been doing and then try and sort of cultivate a relationship from there, really. Also, another good way of doing it is maybe try and offer something in return if you can. So where you're saying you really love some information on like any roles that are coming up, maybe say you've got this particular set of skills or something that they have a shared interest in and maybe offer your support if they need it in the future as well. Just on that, our challenge this week from CAC was to redesign our LinkedIn profiles so that they're more effective for us to use. How do we find more employers on LinkedIn and how can we redesign our LinkedIn's so they work better for us? Okay, so let's do redesigning them first. So obviously, best way to have a good little review of your profile to begin with, but maybe come at it from the angle of your recruiter. So kind of get in that frame of mind of is there relevant stuff on here that a recruiter would be looking for? There's like certain keywords that recruiters use. So do a little bit of digging on LinkedIn and then have a look at other people's profiles, cherry pick the best bits and nick them would be my main tip for that. So what's the good stuff that stands out and what could inspire you to do something fairly similar? And the other tips would be make sure that your LinkedIn profile is completely full as well. So the way LinkedIn works is kind of like exactly the same way Google does. It picks up keywords and the more you include on your profile, the better chance your profile has coming on the top of that pile. So if you filled out all the sections correctly, then you've got a better chance of standing out. Something that helps your LinkedIn profile stand out is not just setting it up and leaving it, so I think that's the most like common thing I get when I'm talking to students. So like, oh, I've got a LinkedIn, I've set it up and I don't know what to do with it now. So the more you can use it and engage with it. So even if it's just like posting, the more likely you are to not only sort of make a bit of noise and draw employers to you. That's sort of my top tip, really. So would you say if someone hasn't got a LinkedIn at the minute or has perhaps like a dormant profile, would that be a bit of a red flag to employers if they look you up? Not necessarily. I think my my sort of frame of mind with that is it wouldn't necessarily put employers off, but having having one is better than not having one. It's better to be at the party, even if you haven't got the best drink on the table. Exactly. So yeah, if you've got it, you're there and you can kind of engage when you need to. But um, if you haven't got it, you're missing out on a lot of opportunities because one of the great things about LinkedIn is say you've written your CV, you've got your cover letter applications and stuff all that sorted. That's you kind of sending stuff out and reacting to employers when they advertise. Whereas LinkedIn, it's always on and it kind of does a lot of the work in the background. So I'm a big fan of working smart, not hard. So if you've done all the groundwork, you can leave LinkedIn kind of like ticking away and then people are searching for you rather than you having to constantly go out being like, I'm looking for a job. Your profile's doing that all for you. When you're making your LinkedIn profile and you're writing on it, what's the balance between making it sort of personable and friendly, like a Facebook profile mm-hmm. and making it like a CV? It's a tricky one, isn't it? Because it's, it's still your profile at the end of the day so you don't want it to sound like a complete robot so you don't want it kind of just buzzword heavy you want that nice mix of a little bit of your personality what you can do what you can offer and then that's all you want it's like that just nice mix of personality plus your interests and skills the main bit for it is really on the um, summary so that's where you get to tell your story of like who you are so i always kind of try and prescribe like sort of four points of that so explain your background so who you are professionally why are you on LinkedIn, what are you looking for, a little bit of context and kind of what skills and experience have you got in the background that can contribute to that. So I know Kath was saying the other day that cover letters are like your love letter to employers, whereas really LinkedIn you kind of want as your online dating profile for jobs. You want to make yourself seem quite enticing, but not too boring. Get in touch with the show. 
email careers at cardiff.ac.uk. You have an email. Or find us on Twitter at Cardiff Careers. If we could move job interviews then into like a take me out style thing, where it's just like lights on, lights off, it could get a lot easier to find jobs. That would be wicked. <laughs> it would, wouldn't it? It'd be quite brutal, but I think quite fun. Yeah, 10 seconds to explain who you are, what you can do, what your interests are, maybe a special talent like bake a cake and then lights on or off. <laughs> the, the Apprentice and Take Me Out just coming together. Imagine that. Ooh, I like it. <laughs> Although I'm not going on a date with Alan Sugar. <laughs> no, let's pitch it. I'll host because I get to sit in the chair all day and just do the fun bit and fire people. And then you can be like the new Karen and Claude going out notepads looking cynical and like throwing out really good one-liners when somebody does something absolutely awful (laughs) it's got legs i'm now going to be silent for the rest of this interview while i work out a name (laughs) you're listening to my career in lockdown follow us on twitter at cardiff careers one thing that we've not covered and i reckon is really important is the profile picture this is like the first thing that when somebody searches for you on LinkedIn, they're going to see, and I'm not saying that recruiters sort of judge you on how you look, but it's that first impression. So imagine you were walking into a job interview, how you present yourself kind of goes a long way into those impressions that are formed about you before you even sit down. So make sure in your profile picture that you're coming across as friendly, have a nice, smart sort of plain background. My guilty pleasure actually with LinkedIn is finding awful profile pictures. What's the worst one you've seen? Oh, that's a tricky one. It's, it's no one I know, just in case anybody's okay. listening, which is good. But there was one of somebody actually at a wedding sort of hugging someone and they were clearly drunk, um, which was not good because they had their tie wrapped around their head. And it was in that cliche bad photo. I thought it was quite funny, actually. Like things to avoid. Always wear something that you would wear to the office. So don't have your holiday pictures up of you in your speedos or your bikinis because you wouldn't walk into the staff room like that unless you're a lifeguard. And I imagine it's quite normal. Other things as well, make sure it's just you in your profile as well. So it might be a nice picture of you and your nan, but the employer doesn't know you from your nan. They've never met any of you, so they don't want to try and guess which one's which, essentially. So obviously, we've talked quite a lot about LinkedIn, but what can we do on the other platforms? That's a really good question. So there's quite a few things that you can do. I know, um, so we've mentioned Twitter, so let's start with that. So rather than just using it to kind of like hunt for jobs, researching is like one of the, the key bits of like, job hunting in general and preparing for interviews so twitter can be really great to follow employers and then other stuff you could do with twitter as well so obviously hashtags um, are a thing on there but a lot of people twitter might be one of the first places where they advertise that they've got a new job so it can be a really good indication of maybe another position coming up in a company that you're interested in like sort of top tip here would be search for hashtags like hashtag job hunt or hashtag grad jobs hashtag hiring or even hashtag new job or hashtag my new job, because it could lead you to possible vacancies. My relationship with social media is quite weird in that I don't particularly like posting a lot across any platforms. Mm -hmm. I mean, I've never sent a post on LinkedIn. And the thought of that is a little bit intimidating for me. That's a really good, really good point, actually. So I'm the same as you, like normal kind of personal social media, don't really like posting anything. You know, you're scrolling through Facebook or Instagram or something. We've all got that friend naming no names but if you haven't it's probably you in your friendship group but you know they're like they're posting constantly and showing off and putting this like ideal version of life on social media so like personal life it's a bit cringy don't do it linkedin 
definitely do it it's the place to show off like in a job interview you're saying how great you are and like all the amazing stuff that you can do so definitely adopt that way of thinking in your linkedin profile and update pretty much everything that you're doing the more noise you can make on linkedin the more chance you've got of like attracting traffic we've sort of touched on this throughout the whole interview but if you had to sum up like the big do's and the big don'ts of social media what would you say oh big do's i'd say Big do's, definitely have it because it opens up a lot of avenues. So whether it's on stuff like LinkedIn, another big do's for it is if you're going to have it, have your private stuff locked down and then on your work one, make sure that you're actively kind of like using it and sort of showing off about what you're doing as well. Don't just be a bystander. Fun task for you. Google your own names and find out what comes up because that can be an ideal sort of way of finding out actually if employers are looking for me what is coming up and what are they finding first and then i would adopt what i call the rule of nan so only post stuff on the internet you'd be happy for your nan to see and then the big don'ts would be don't just approach people out of the blue and try and connect with people i would say always give a little bit of context as to why you're reaching out to someone you have received a new electronic communication email in it's careers at cardiff.ac.uk Probably the, the most important bits of LinkedIn or one of the coolest aspects of it is, you know, when you're, like, you're trying to find work experience and then there's always someone in your year who has an uncle who works at the BBC. So they've managed to get like three months work experience. So LinkedIn is really good at like leveling the playing field. So it removes that bit of knowing somebody who knows someone because you can create those opportunities yourself by reaching out to people who can help you. So growing your network professionally that way can be handy. So don't just connect with people who you've already met although that's really handy but target the people who run those opportunities or people who are doing the roles that you're interested in and connect with them and another good thing to mention with networking as well you can access the alumni network which is awesome it's like a database of pretty much anybody who's gone to cardiff university from whenever linkedin was set up to now so it's always constantly growing and how this can be useful for students is one, if you don't know what you're going to do or what you want to do, you can type in your course and then you can find out what people have gone on to do with your degree. And it can put you in contact with a load of people who've done your course, gone to Cardiff. And then a good way of how networking works is like having something in common with someone. So you've already got that initial link to sort of reach out. So you can be like, I'm a current student. I saw that you went, I'm doing what you did and I'm interested in what you're doing now. Can you give me some tips? We've got two questions that we always end our interviews with. As soon as lockdown's over and um, we're back to some sort of hypothetical normality, what's the first thing you want to do? Um, ban video calls. <laughs> Outside of work, obviously, because they're quite handy. But yeah, I'm getting just video call fatigue and I'm fed up of seeing it at my mum's nose every time she video calls me. So just a ban on that and going back to just normal telephone calls. And what's one thing that you've learned from lockdown that you're gonna try and apply to your everyday life? That's a deep question for <laughs> Wednesday afternoon. One takeaway is that I've learned I can't bake. I'd, I've done everything, like, you know, the, the video calls, the quizzes, I thought I'd bake banana bread this week. Um, and apparently there's different kinds of brown sugar. So that's why my banana bread was awful. But I suppose the main thing would be that I think I've become quite sort of more prioritised and organised as a result of lockdown because I've got a little girl. So we're trying to fit sort of working from home in and around looking after her and trying not to throw anything at the telly because we're sick of seeing Peppa Pig on it. So it's just that I can be incredibly organised. So keeping that going be pretty cool. Thanks so much for joining us, Chris. Not a problem. It's really good fun. Thanks for having me.
And thanks very much to Chris for coming and chatting to us and for all his LinkedIn advice. We're all going to go update our profiles right now. One of the big things that was a worry for me and Chloe on LinkedIn was messaging employers and trying to get in touch with them. And this is something we actually talked about with Paul Lewis last week. And here's what he said. Employers want people to use the initiative and they, they yearn for that. And in terms of the content, specific question you're asking, I would be really friendly, you know, hi Paul, um, hope you don't mind me contacting you, but I've seen this opportunity. I've applied via the formal channels. Um, I'd love to have more information if that's possible. As a decent human being, I absolutely would get back to that person. I would welcome a conversation. And if we couldn't help them, whatever which way, I would make sure that I give them advice, which hopefully would put them on the, on the right path. So I think keep it professional. So if someone you know sends me in and saying, hi mate, you're looking to employ, can we have a conversation? Just be mindful of the professional language because there's still, there's still an element of professionalism to what we do. So keep it simple, keep it professional, short, sharp, precise and to the point. And it just so happens that Kath asked us to review our LinkedIn profiles for our challenge last week. I was so last minute doing this challenge. Great to see you again, Kath. How's your week been? Oh, it's been a good week. Thanks, Mike. I was a bit fenny last week, wasn't I? A bit up and down. But this week, back to my usual self. The sun's been shining. It's been a good week in Wales. How about you, Mike? How's your week been? Yeah, it's been good. Cheers. I, uh, I tagged along to my first football training session last night. So at the moment, oh. I can barely walk, but otherwise pretty good. <laughs> I can imagine. Yeah, going back to sports is going to be hard for people, I think. And how about you, Chloe? How's your week been? I've also been enjoying the sunshine. It's been really sunny, although it's gone grey now, as, as I said that. But yeah. the little, little bit of sun that we've had this week, I've really enjoyed. Yeah, it's made a difference, hasn't it? Today's episode is all about LinkedIn and social media. But just before we get on to that, last week, I realised I forgot to ask you the most important question, which is me in every interview. <laughs> okay. You know, when you're sat in an interview and the person interviewing you says, why do you want to work for this company? And all you're thinking is, I'm skin and I need a job. What do you do in that circumstance? It's a really good question, Mike. I think there's loads of people at the minute who are thinking, I seem to be applying for jobs and I'm not even really sure if I want them. And so I would be saying to you, Mike, if you're concerned about whether you should go for that job or not, what are your concerns? What's the worst case scenario of you accepting that job? What's the best thing that could happen? What things could you actually gain from this role? So I think that when somebody says, should I go for that job or not? Am I just going for something because it's going to pay the bills? You have to just send it back to you really and think about reflecting on it and thinking about what's the right thing to do. And hopefully a student will come to their own conclusion whether they should go for it or not. But I would encourage people to be flexible. Sometimes you do have to pay the bills. Sometimes, you know, the reality is you do need money in to, to pay the rent. I guess if you get a job you don't really want, you can always quit while you're there. But if you don't take the job in the first place, you can't quit it if you don't like it. Yeah, absolutely. Nothing's saying, is it, that you're stuck into that role and that you've signed up and that's your life's career choice now. You know, careers are not linear ladders like we used to think of them in the old days. They are crazy paving. You know, we have a six month role here. We have a short term contract there. We're constantly moving about and we're constantly developing and growing our careers. Sometimes we think our first role from graduation should be this dream role, should be exactly what, what I want to do, should have the title I've always wanted to have that's often not really the case 
So moving on to this week's topic, which is all about using social media. So I just wanted to ask, what's your relationship like with social media in general, Kath? Uh, I suppose I'm, I do what we would want students to do. You know, we have our private um, Facebook account where we are putting our old lady pictures of, you know, my kids, my kettlebell. So we've all got that image, haven't we, that we want to portray of my great life. I think I've been guilty of that and I hope that I don't do that quite as much as I used to. But, you know, social media platforms are there for different reasons. But as far as careers is concerned, everybody will be suggesting LinkedIn is the one. LinkedIn is that professional platform. If you Google somebody and they've got a LinkedIn account, it will be the first social media platform that comes up. So it's your way of saying to an employer, this is the information I want to share with you. The other platforms are for my friends, my family. And obviously you make sure your profile settings are correct so that people only see what you want them to see. That's really important. I loved Chris's um, Nan rule. I'd not heard that before, but I thought that was fantastic. What a great idea. (laughs) How important is it to use social media for job searching and how how can it actually help with that? I think that um, it can help massively. I think something that Chris mentioned that I want to pick up on a little bit is this idea of commercial awareness. Gaining commercial awareness is something that we really try to encourage who's trying to go for a job, whatever stage you're at. It means that you really have got a really good, thorough understanding of the area of, of interest to you. So that might be companies, it might be employers, institutions, professional bodies, that you are following them and you're gaining an awareness of the sector. So when you go for an interview um, or even at an application stage, you'll be asked, you know, tell us why you want to work for us. Tell us what you know about us. You have found out what are the current challenges going on in that sector. And it really comes through when somebody's commercially aware. When you ask them a question, tell us what you know about A, B and C company. LinkedIn is just brilliant for that because you can start following different people. You can start to read articles. Everything is just there for you in one place. So you don't have to go searching around to see what maybe the BBC are talking about as their latest development. It'll all be there in LinkedIn in some way or another. Got any tips for thriving in lockdown? Email us at careers at cardiff.ac.uk or find us on Twitter at Cardiff Careers. One of the things Chris mentioned, and something I've been trying to do a lot this week, is reaching out to people on LinkedIn. How important is this, Kath? It was great that he mentioned that. And I think it is right. It is important, Mike. When you are on LinkedIn, it is really about thinking about professional connections and connections that are going to in some way help you to enhance your career, to make career moves. So there's something that we call informational interviews. The important thing about informational interviews, first of all, is to say that it's not about asking for a job. Okay, so it's not just a chance to have a chat to somebody and then say, oh, by the way, have you got any jobs for me? That's not what you do in an informational interview. Okay, have a look at the careers information online. We've got loads of information about this on your career journey, but anybody can just Google it. You know, informational interviews, loads of tips and advice on it. But basically, the idea is that you reach out to somebody and you want to chat to them about their job. You want to ask them about their industry. Everybody loves talking about themselves. I don't care who you are. And if you ask them something about themselves, most people just love it. So it's important that you find the right person, though. And you're not just reaching out to anybody. You are reaching out to somebody who genuinely you've got a real interest in what they do. 
But what you're trying to do is you're trying to collect information about a job or a career and you're trying to find a connection that you've got with them. So the fact that maybe you've studied a similar subject to what they've studied or your career aspiration is to go into that area of work, you know, that could be enough to reach out to them. And the sort of questions you might want to ask in that information interview might be, you know, can you please tell me about what a typical day looks like in your role? How much variety is in the role? How did you get into the role? Can you please tell me a little bit about your career profile and, and how you did it? What would be your advice to me as an aspiring whatever to go into that sector? So you address it in a really formal way. So you, um, you're you very polite and professional and you make sure that when you do it, that you do stick to a short time scale. So you are going to be 15 to 30 minutes maximum and you're not going to take too much of that person's time because they're very professional and busy it can seem a bit daunting though so I'm totally not surprised you're both looking at me like Kath that sounds horrific <laughs> so just remember that if you feel like you need a bit of support with this you know your careers advisors are there for you at the university if you think I want to just draft something that I might send to somebody on LinkedIn, but I'm not sure this sounds right, then speak to your careers advisor. We're there to help and support you with everything, including your LinkedIn profile and the connections you're making. Well, I've got a surprise for you, Kath, because as part of your challenge to build our LinkedIn profile, this is actually what I've been doing. I just didn't know it was called an informational interview. Oh, no way. That's amazing. Tell me about it, Mike. What have you done? So I found a job that I was really interested in applying for. And one of the journalists did the same course that I'm doing now six years ago. So I messaged him and was like, hey, hope this is okay to message you like this. I'm really interested in applying for the role. I see we did the same course six years ago. I was just wondering if you had any tips about how to get involved. Mike, did he get back to you? Yeah, he sent me a massive message back about all the things they like in candidates, how it is to work there. Oh, that is so cool. It does work. You know, it is, it's a really, really good thing to do. The way I've done this week's challenge is nowhere near as impressive as what Mike's done. I've, I've just kind of been filling in the holes that were in my LinkedIn profile that I didn't realise that were there. There were entire roles that I'd had that I just hadn't got around to adding. So I was that typical person who just created a LinkedIn account about, I don't know, probably about four or five years ago and just kind of created it and left it. And I've had to go back and fill in all the blanks and make sure it kind of matches up with my CV. So that's what I've been doing, really. I looked at your LinkedIn profile, Chloe, and I thought it was lovely. I really liked your picture. And, you know, you, you've got loads of connections. You're building on it. Don't beat yourself up. So, Mike, what about your LinkedIn profile? How's that looking? Uh, how, I don't know. How is it looking, Kath? You've probably been stalking it. <laughs> What I really loved is the fact that you've got my career in lockdown as a link. That was just brilliant. This show isn't just about me and Chloe. It's about all of you listening. We want to know all your experiences and all your questions. So please get in touch. It's careers at cardiff.at.uk or find us on Twitter at Cardiff Careers. Systems online. That's last week's challenge. What have you got for us this week, Kath? And what I'd like you to do this week is to actually, and I would love you to perform it for me as well next week, is your elevator pitch. So do you know what that is? Oh, no, I've never heard of that. So the elevator pitch is this idea that you sell yourself verbally in the time it would take for a short elevator ride okay so once you've got a good elevator pitch it can be used in lots of ways generally an elevator pitch might be explaining who you are what you're about what you're doing at the moment and maybe some of the key skills or experience you've got 
and importantly, what you want, what you're looking for, what you're trying to, to gain, maybe from that conversation with them or maybe long term. So you usually finish a, a elevator pitch with a call to action. You are usually asking for something. So they can be used in that very professional sense, but I think they're just a really useful tool to have. So yeah, I'd like you guys to next week, give me your elevator pitch, okay? There's no way I can take the stairs. <laughs> Absolutely not. And I'm expecting good things, but they are short, you know, you want to be yourself. So would it be similar to basically your about me part of the LinkedIn profile? Exactly that. Yeah. And if some people are struggling with that, that profile, it's a good practice. It's a good way of thinking, what's the most important message about me? Thanks so much again, Kath, for all your tips this week. Oh, pleasure. It's lovely to see you both. And catch you next week. Brilliant. Take care. Look after yourselves, guys. Kath's getting seriously big time now, isn't she? It's episode five and she's become a bit of a celebrity. This challenge as well is by far the worst one for me. The idea of having to talk about myself and say what I'm good at is so everything I hate. Yeah, I, I feel the same. It's like It kind of goes back to what we were doing in week two about the personality profiles and thinking about the best qualities of yourself and you kind of cringed a bit because that's just a bit weird. What we could do that'd be really nice. What? I mean, Kath would be furious, but I could write your pitch and you could write my pitch. That would be a really sweet idea. I, I, I yeah, I, I think that would be really cool. Or at least we could do that to start off with and we get a good idea of what, what how other people see us. I'll put loads of spelling mistakes in your pit so it's more realistic. <laughs> I knew you weren't gonna let that go. <laughs> but also as well, we wanna hear from you. If you've had any successes, unlike me and Mike, if you've managed to get a job and you want to tell us something that you think helped us get the job, please do get in touch. You can email careers at cardiff.ac.uk. Or you can tweet it at Cardiff Careers, especially if you're just going to give this all up and you've got a business idea that rivals my ice cream van. Maybe we can go into business together. And if you are thinking of starting a business, then next week's episode is definitely for you. We'll be speaking to Dan, who left university to set up Alpaca a multi-million pound social media travel app. And until then, see you later.